0: This is Andrea Golding, and you're listening to the ESCN Podcast. This is your opportunity to hear from geriatric, long-term care, and emergency department physicians. We'll learn about the work they are collaborating on in an effort to improve acute care for long-term care residents. In this episode, we'll be discussing an important initiative focused on providing a better way to care for long-term care residents in times of medical urgency. This initiative is specifically focusing on decision-making related to transferring residents from a long-term care facility to an emergency department. I am joined by our guests from the University of Calgary and AHS Calgary Zone, Dr. Gina Holroyd-Leduc, the Geriatric Medicine Division Head within the Department of Medicine and Medical Director of Specialized Geriatric Services in Calgary, as well as Dr. Eddie Lang, Scientific Director to the ESCN and Head of the Department of Emergency and Medicine, and Dr. Vivian Ewa, Section Chief Senior Care within the Department of Family Medicine and Medical Director of Integrated Seniors and Facility Living in Calgary. They are working together on this initiative to improve acute care for long-term residents. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started, shall we? Eddie, can you explain the need for this initiative and why transferring a resident to the emergency department can potentially be an issue?
1: Sure thing, Andrea. Let me describe a case for you. Imagine uh, a 90-year-old woman who's the resident of a long-term care facility who is feeling a bit under the weather for a few days and then one evening uh, falls out of bed and hurts her back. Uh, the response in the nursing home quite appropriately is that because she's in a lot of pain and can't walk she's transferred via 911 and ambulance to the emergency department. Unfortunately she arrives during a very busy period let's say late in the evening uh, the team in the emergency department is quite busy with patients who are suffering from uh, trauma and she is waiting with the paramedics for a fair bit of time uh, before uh, we finally get to her uh, determine that um, she has a, uh, a, a, a an injury but not a dangerous injury to her lower back and no fracture but unfortunately because of the time she spends in the emergency department um, two things happen. Number one, uh, she becomes delirious and more confused uh, because of the environment that's very disruptive. And second, although there's a lot of focus on the back pain, what we fail to realize is that the three days of poor eating that had occurred before she was transferred was really the very beginnings of pneumonia. And that could have been uh, potentially identified earlier. So that's just one story that exemplifies why we need to do a better job in the transition of care from long-term care to the emergency department. We know it's a very high-risk period uh, because the information that would make sure that the care is most appropriate is often not provided in the best way. And uh, although we have a, a form that we use for these transfers some of the important information can get lost and not conveyed. So we're lucky in Alberta. We have a system called RAPID which emergency doctors in small hospitals, and actually all doctors, even in clinics and in urgent care centers, use to call and contact an emergency physician in a receiving hospital to transfer a case or to even determine whether a case is really needs to be transferred. Sometimes the way those conversations go is that the emergency physician provides him or her with tips on how uh, they can manage the case at their smaller hospital. So one of our doctors at the Rocky View came to our leadership group about a year and a half or two ago and said, why can't we use RAPID for the patients coming from the long-term care hospitals? They have excellent physicians over there, excellent providers. If we knew what was going on in more detail and understood what the expectations were around the transfer, whether it would be to address the three days of poor appetite or just to get an x-ray of the back, we are going to improve care significantly.
0: Great. Can you speak to the numbers uh, surrounding this?
1: For sure. So every day, 28 long-term care patients come into the emergency department. And if you add that up, that's 10,000 transfers over the course of a year. We have a grading system in the emergency called CTAS, Those that require immediate resuscitation are CTAS-1, but those that might be treated in alternative locations are down in the CTAS-4 and 5 category. And our data is that 30% of the transfers are in that group. Meaning that some patients are coming in for conditions like urinary infections, uh, dehydration, Uh, minor injuries that could be treated in the community or even at the long-term care facility. So um, it's certainly a big problem.
0: Mm, I see. And how will this initiative impact patients?
1: Well we're very hopeful that it's going to be uh, a very positive impact. If we can fine-tune the process through which patients who get into trouble in the long-term care hospital are transferred to the emergency department, we can do things better. So, we can have, uh, if we had all the information we needed, we would have looked for that pneumonia much earlier on in the case that I described, started oral antibiotics, and prevented a bad outcome.
0: Mm, thank you, Eddie. And over to you, Jaina. Can you tell us about the long term care
2: project and how it got started? Sure, Andrea. This is a collaboration that was initially established um, under a Calgary zone CMO pilot project that was focused on improving transfers from long-term care facilities to the ED. We have worked in partnership with stakeholders through all stages of developing um, this project including the research question, the implementation strategy and our evaluation framework. Initially four long-term care facilities participated in the pilot project which was launched approximately a year ago. Preliminary results indicate a growing volume of transfers being mediated through RAPID from this pilot. As well, there's been very positive feedback from the long-term care and the emergencies regarding this initial pilot project. And how is this initiative funded? So this larger initiative is a new Prius, or Partnership for Research and Innovation in Health System grant, which is a grant funded by Alberta Health Services and Alberta uh, Alberta Health Innovates. Basically, the grant proposes to implement a centralized and standardized long-term care to ED transfer and referral pathway that will be used by long-term care facilities seeking potential transfer to an emergency department. As Dr. Lang has uh, indicated, this pathway will be supported by RAPID and also by our Community Paramedics, or otherwise known as our Mobile Integrated Health Care Program. RAPID is an AHS call center that serves as a single point of contact for care providers in order to facilitate care discussions and transfers between facilities. When contacted, RAPID links the long-term care physician and the long-term care nurse to an ED physician in order to help determine the best options for care, whether that's transferring to the emergency department or consulting community paramedics first. And what kind of tools are you using on this project? So in addition to the long-term care to ED care and referral pathway, we're going to be introducing INTERACT tools, which are interventions to reduce um, acute care transfers. Healthcare aides within long-term care and also long-term care nurses will use two INTERACT tools to assist decision-making in identifying and evaluating um, resident change in status. The two INTERACT tools will be paper-based and will help with early identification of changes in long-term care resident's health status, and then also ways to effectively communicate these changes to other care providers within the long-term care facility, and as well, the long-term care physicians.
0: Jaina, when is this long-term care to emergency department care referral pathway gonna change?
2: So it's actually gonna change um, right away. It's, we are implementing uh, this August in 2019 and it will continue until March of 2022. Overall, 38 long-term care facilities in Calgary will implement this long-term care referral pathway. How it will happen is four to five new long-term care facilities will implement the pathway every quarter using what's called a stepped wedge study design. All four Calgary zone EDs will potentially start receiving rapid calls um, from long-term care physicians starting this August. And who's going to be involved in this initiative? So healthcare aides and nurses will identify an acute change in resident status using the interact tools. Nursing staff uh, will then initiate a call to the attending long-term care physician regarding these changes in resident status if appropriate. The long-term care physician will determine if a resident transfer to the ED is necessary or request advice, request for advice to manage in place. They will call RAPID who will facilitate a discussion between emergency physicians and the long-term care physician and nurse about whether or not to transfer the patient or the best uh, plan to manage in place. Importantly as well, residents and family members are active members within this project team. Specifically, they're informing our implementation strategy as well as our evaluation. They will also help us to make sure we engage appropriately with the residents and family members within the long-term care facilities as this pathway and interact tools are implemented.
0: Thank you for the explanation, Jaina. Can you elaborate a little further on the initiative and who the partners are that are involved?
2: So just to provide some context, our initiative aligns with the focus area within AHS called Solutions that Help Albertans Avoid Unnecessary Acute Care Visits and Admissions. The aim is to improve the care provided to long-term care residents who develop an acute health issue. The initiative aligns with the visions and missions of both the emergency and the Seniors Health Strategic Clinical Networks. This initiative seeks to operationalize uh, the first recommendation of the Choosing Wisely Canada for long-term care MDs and RNs. Specifically, this recommendation is don't send the frail resident of a nursing home to hospital unless there are urgent comfort and care needs cannot be met within the care home. This Prius grant will allow us to implement and rigorously evaluate a change in how we currently manage acute health issues among long-term care residents in Alberta.
0: And Jaina, can you speak to what we are expecting
2: the primary outcomes to be for this initiative? So this Prius grant has quite a robust evaluation. However our primary outcome is going to be the change in rate of transfers to emergency departments from long-term care facilities within the Calgary Zone. And are there any secondary outcomes? So we have a number of secondary outcomes and a lot of them focus on improvement. Specifically we want to improve transitions of care between long-term care and the emergency department. We want to improve the experience that patients and families um, have and we want to improve provider experience around these transfers as well. Additionally, we want to increase the ability to care for acute changes in resident status within the long-term care facilities through the optimal use of resources within the long-term care site as well as community paramedicine. Thank
0: you. Vivian, um, can you explain a little about what the research says about transferring long-term
3: care residents? So there is a growing um body of evidence in the literature that supports that a significant portion of long-term care residents experiencing an acute change in medical status can actually be managed uh, at the long-term care facility if appropriate supports were available. And while, um, and there's also evidence to support that, you know, a transfer to emergency department is often associated with iatrogenic harms, such as uh, infections, falls, delirium, such as uh, the ones that, um, the the example that Eddie gave. And and as well, significant functional decline has been associated with a transfer to the emergency department.
0: How will unnecessary transfers to the emergency
3: department be, be addressed? The proposed solution that we have here is a centralized and standardized long-term care, ED care, and referral pathway through RAPID. Uh, so assisted with INTERACT tools, the long-term care physician and nursing staff at site uh, will assess the patient in terms of determining uh, what resources can be uh, leveraged to manage the patient on site versus transferring this patient to the um, Emergency department, and in many cases, uh, utilizing our community paramedicine uh, colleagues in order to provide that uh, care on site. So, in a
0: nutshell, what's the overall plan?
3: The proposed solution that we have is evidence informed, and Jaina and has described it quite well, and actually aims to better optimize and integrate the use of current healthcare resources. Specifically, it will optimize and standardize the current processes we have when considering transfers of residents from long-term care to any emergency department. Mm,
0: I see. How will it be determined if a transfer to the emergency department is
3: necessary? So using the um, paper-based interact tools that the healthcare aides and long-term care nurses will be trained on using, they will be able to detect earlier on any changes in um, medical status of uh, of our clients. And so if we can um, identify earlier that there has been a change in the medical status and that will inform the long-term care physician and nursing staff to implement uh, treatment options that will prevent uh, a transfer to the ED. And so, um, in, in support, in addition to the Interact tools is this new long-term care ED pathway that will actually uh, help with disposition planning. Thank you.
0: Jaina, let's take this opportunity to elaborate on the Interact Care tools, as some of the members of our
2: audience may not be familiar with them. Sure, Andrea. So, the Interact Care is a quality improvement program that includes specific tools and pathways that were designed to improve the identification, evaluation, and the communication around changes in a long-term care resident's status. This program was initially developed in the United States, however the paper-based tools have been adapted for use in Canada and we actually successfully incorporated them into several continuing care facilities within the Calgary Zone already. This project was focused specifically on two Interact tools, the Stop and Watch tool for healthcare aides and the change in condition care cards for nurses.
0: And how do the tools help determine the need for
2: residents to be transferred or provided care on site? So through the use of the Interact stop and watch tool, healthcare aides will be aided to identify changes in the health or behavior of residents. And then they'll be able to effectively communicate this to nursing staff and physicians within the facility. Healthcare aides familiarity with long-term care residents put them in a great position to identify early changes in a resident status. However, current communication processes that exist within some long-term care facilities and sometimes the value placed on concerns identified by healthcare aides are inconsistent. The implementation of the stop and watch tool will help to improve communication structures between healthcare aides and other care providers within long-term care facilities across Alberta. Nurses in long-term care will also be supported in making acute care decisions through the use of the Internet ACT Change and Condition cards. The goal is to support long-term care and early identification and, as Vivian's outlined, on-site management of changes in health status where appropriate.
0: And Vivian, back to you. How will health care providers be involved in this initiative?
3: So just like Jana has described, uh, the healthcare aides and the um, long-term care nurses will be trained on the, using the relevant uh, interact tools, which will enable early identification of change in healthcare status. Um, if a transfer to the emergency department is being considered, um, then the long-term care physician will contact RAPID to facilitate a phone conversation with the emergency department uh, physician, um, and, and then that will uh, start of, of a chain in terms of discussing what the appropriate disposition for the uh, patient is. Uh, if uh, transfer to ED is felt to be not uh, required, then engaging our community uh, paramedicine uh, colleagues in terms of managing the patient on um, site. Uh, where possible, uh, if a conversation has been held with the emergency department physician uh, who took the call from Rapid, then we would, as much as possible, trans- try to transfer the uh, patient to that uh, emergency Uh, department and so one of the things that we will be asking our emergency department uh, physicians is that uh, they take the rapid calls at the start of their shift whenever this is possible. I
0: see and why is it important to involve residents and their families? Andrea, I
3: think it's very important, uh, especially in terms of engaging them in this process. Um, What we do know, like Jaina has alluded to, uh, the first recommendation on choosing Wisely Canada is that uh, we don't send the, the, the frail resident of a nursing home to hospital unless their urgent comfort and care needs cannot be met in their care homes. And so we will educate residents and families on the risk and benefits of transfers to an acute care facility and the importance and I think this is very important is that you know making them aware that you know they it's it's important to select Care options that are appropriate for the uh, for our patients in uh, long-term care facilities, and so providing uh, families and patients with the knowledge that avoidable uh, transfers to emergency departments are associated with harms, and that poorly communicated transfers can lead to suboptimal care and avoidable hospital admissions, this understanding, I believe, uh, will empower them to more fully engage in shared decision making regarding. Uh, resident care plans and decisions around transfers to acute care. We know that shared decision-making, um, when it involves patients and family, uh, certainly, um, and as well as the residents' wishes, uh, will enable us to effectively use the dispositional pathway.
0: Thank you, Vivian. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you for listening to the ESCN podcast on this very important topic of the Long-Term Care Initiative. Thank you to our guests, Dr. Jaina holroyd leduc Dr. Eddie Lang, and Dr. Vivian Iwa. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about the project or would like to follow our work, you can find us at Twitter at emergencyscn.